What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. This is episode 11 or something, I don't even know, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, we're fresh off Richmond, and clearly Hendrick isn't going anywhere. They won the race, won their appeal. They're, all of them are at the top of the standings. Um, it's, t- it's tough to go against them for, for every race on every type of track, road courses, um, short tracks, the mile and a halfs and even the super speedways they've been pretty good too but it was larson who finally won out of that camp byron had beat him the last two times but finally it was another larson byron duel it felt like but larson came out on top this time it's also time for bristol dirt the uh which is now like a yearly dirt race i don't know if it's gonna stay we're going to talk about that too and we'll talk about just the race the whole weekend and then move on to Bristol. So let's get right into the standings like always. Alright so a lot's changed since last week because of the appeal with Hendrick and them winning it. They just gained so many points back. So Bowman is back to the points lead with Chastain and Bell t- second and third. Byron is in fourth, Harvick fifth. Larson is up to 6th, um, Logano is down to 7th, Bush is down to 8th, those two dropped a little bit, Truex is up to ninth. Keselowski is up to 10th, he's really having a solid year, Blaney 11th, Hamlin 12th, Reddick 13th, Sindrick, Busher, Stenhouse, Suarez McDowell, LeJoy dropped down to 19th, Ty Gibbs 20, Briscoe 14th. Uh, sorry, 21st, Bubba Wallace, 22nd, Gillen, Dinger, Jones, Dillon, um, yeah, that's about 1 through 25, let me think if there's anybody down there that I should mention, Elmerola and Priest are sitting at 27th and 28th, Gregson's kind of struggling, he's in 29th, and then got Elliott in 32nd, so yeah, um, Justin Haley is up to, uh, he has one point. He finally broke out of the negative. That's good. That's pretty funny that he's sitting on one point this late into the season. But if he gets that point back, he will jump to 101. Let me see. He will be in 27th, and that will push Almirola down, and Austin Dillon will be in 26th in front of him. So, yeah, that's the standings. Not much has changed other than the major appeal things. It looks like if Bowman can keep up this consistency, Chastain's like the only other guy that's kind of being consistent. Bell's having really strong runs, but he had some not I yeah, he had the DNF I think at Coda and some other tough stretches, so he's hasn't been able to catch up, but he's hanging in there. Alright. <clears throat> so Larson won. Josh Berry came in second, Chastain third. Bell fourth, Harvick fifth, McDowell sixth. Really good run from them. They had the strategy, same as Josh Berry. Ligano, Bowman, Gibbs, Keselowski, Truex, and Briscoe. That's the top 12. Alright, so let's talk about the actual race now. So it was probably one of the better Richmond races in a while. I mean, there was a lot of, maybe it wasn't the best like on-track action. I mean, there was plenty of that. But there were just so many other aspects like tire wear, strategies, guys getting speeding penalties coming from the back. And then at the end, there was some tempers and... Truex didn't have tires, so there was everything you want from a Richmond race, really. Um, And the strategy played out with McDowell, Barry, and there was somebody else mixed in there. I think he ended up, was it Gilliland? 
both those guys say it out. They had really good finishes because of that. Um, so yeah, and then there was also when I noticed like a lot of times Hamlin would stay out nine, ten extra laps. He'd be the only guy out there, and he he could get those fresh tires, and he'd lose obviously a lot of time because he's on. I don't know how old the tires were, but this fall off was probably a second and a half at this point, and then guys would pick, get fresh tires, and start running a second and a half faster, so he was losing time, but his car was so strong in the long run that he literally drove from the back to the front, and then everyone pitted, he stayed out, he was in, I think he was in like 6th or 7th at this point, I don't know, he was still pretty far back from the lead but he stayed out on old tires took the lead then pitted and just drove all the way to the lead and won that stage so you could pass I mean I think it's hard to tell if it's because of the package the arrow was still an issue that's obvious um so I'm not sure if we'll start seeing every Richmond race like this I hope we do but it was it was overall a good race one of the best races of the year just tons of stuff going on hopefully we see another Richmond race like this because I know last year everyone was kind of complaining that um, Richmond was, we don't need two Richmond dates. But if it's races like this, it's fine. We had some fights at the end and everything. We'll talk about that more in depth. But anyway, so after Denny got the speeding penalty, he went to the back and just completely destroyed J.J. Ely. He said it was an accident on his podcast and he said... Anyone who watched that should know I had absolutely zero intention of doing it, but Clint Boyer literally said on the broadcast, yeah, that was on purpose, so he he got accused by everyone of just cleaning him out. I don't know if he people thought he was cleaning him out because he raced him kind of hard for all when they were all the way back there. I figured it was a combination of him being mad for the speeding penalty him racing JJ like one of the slowest cars for 30th and they went three wide and I mean I think JJ gave him room they might have touched a little bit so he just kind of got in behind him and maybe went to push him out of the way and accidentally cleaned him out he said that he wanted to get in behind him so he could just get air on his left front and then pull alongside him down the straightaway and pass him but yeah he said JJ checked up early and he cleaned him out which is also exactly what he said <laughs> about when he destroyed Chase Elliott at Martinsville whenever he talks about that. So I don't know what happened with that, but I mean, in his podcast, he was definitely felt bad and he said he's going to try to help out the team. So I'm sure he's going to get a lot of, this is just a classic Denny move where he gets in a situation where everyone's going to hate him for a while and call him a hypocrite. All right. And then there was the Bell and Byron thing at the end. So everyone knows Bell completely blamed Byron. I mean, I thought, I mean, everyone knows Bell blamed Chastain. It was obvious Chastain made a clean move. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the one time it wasn't wasn't his fault, and he just gets accused so bad of it. I think maybe Bell saw him go down there and kind of slid up the track, but he just drove right through. Byron basically and turned him I mean I'm sure it was an accident I don't think he would have done it on purpose he just made a mistake um so yeah there's that I doubt anything will come of that Byron's not gonna do anything um 
I mean, he said he was gonna do something to Logano after the Darlington things, and that never happened. So he doesn't really come across as a guy that just pays people back, especially because this was an accident. Uh, Chastain is just getting abused by everyone. It started with Bush saying, uh, I have glasses, maybe he needs those so he can see the front of his car. And it was definitely like, I mean, I think there's been times where Kyle's like said stuff snarkier than this. He somewhat said it like he kind of meant it, but it was still definitely snarky. And then Bob Pockra said, just said, Kyle thinks you need glasses, something like that. I don't want to misquote him, but he just kept it short and Ross was just kept a straight face and said he can come up to me and say it. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, and he said the same thing about Bell when Bell called him a uh, wrecking ball. So, yeah, everyone's out to get Chastain right now. And Chastain just... It's it's like hard to read Chastain when he's outside of the car and then the moves he makes, you just know. He has, like, a poker face when he's being interviewed, but then he's a maniac on the track. It's hilarious. But... Is I wish it happened every week because it's funny and it's just something to talk about. I mean, unless your favorite driver is on the end of end of it and getting destroyed by him. James Small and Truex were also going at it at the end because Truex was on old tires. He was on scuffs, six lap old scuffs, I think. And James Small didn't tell him. He just put them on the car and I guess hope for the best. And Richmond, the tire fall off is so insane that. Truex had no chance, so they were fighting after, which was pretty funny. I mean, they did. It's like that a lot, so I don't think. Um, I don't really think they have like a horrible relationship. But if you haven't said, yeah, I'm sure you've seen it. If you haven't, NASCAR posted it like 15 times and made sure everyone saw it. But overall. It was just Gibbs and Hendrick, I think. I mean, Chastain was in there, but he's just always there. He just hasn't had winning speed all year, really, other than Auto Club. And Bush ended up coming back to win that one. So, yeah, JGR had really good long run speed. I thought Larson and Byron had the short run speed. Maybe Bell could have competed with them, but when they got the track position, it was pretty much over. I think it was Hamlin's race to lose, though, before then. And I think they were close enough where if JGR had track position, they could have held him off and beat him. But Hamlin lost the race. Bell didn't really get a chance. But and Truex lost the race too because of that early pit stop. So yeah, it's just looking like Hendrick is just gonna win every race this year, or they they're the favorite to win every race this year. All right, before we move on to the first defense move of the race, the underdog of the race, race takes, all that stuff, I have some stats that I got on Twitter from some accounts. I'm going to say their usernames right now, but I want to pull them up real quick. So you might have seen this guy if you're on Twitter. His name's Trey Ryan. His actual at is Trey, T-R-E-Y, Ryan, 99. So he posts like just he has just tons of facts after every race and just about the season, just all kinds of number stats. So front row motorsports had both cars in the top 15. That's the first time they've ever done that in two consecutive races. So they did that at Coda. T 
two. And then another one is the 2023 laps in the top 15. Hamlin is leading that at 1523 with Bowman behind him at 1500. Then it's Byron Keselowski. He's all the way up to fourth. Harvick, as you would expect, fifth. Chastain, sixth. Bell, seventh. Larson's eighth. Bush, ninth. Logano, tenth. So Hamlin is one of the best cars this year. It's hard to tell because of his his finishes have been kind of rough, but I think he's going to get a win soon. Um, 2023 driver rating. So every driver has a rating. I don't know exactly what it's based off. I'll have to look for next week, but Byron's at the top at 107. Bowman, Chastain, Larson, Hamlin, Logano, Harvick, Bush, Bell, Kozlowski. Then we got, this was the most um, lead lap cars at Richmond since April of 2017. Also, this was the most green flag passes the track has ever seen since loop data in 2005, and that was 3,816. So a lot of this is due to the differing strategies, I would assume, guys on different tires. But, I mean, that's fine. If you can see guys battle it out on different tires and see the strategies play out, see who can be really good on old tires and make time and then see who's good on new tires and can get into um, lap traffic and manage it the best without losing too much time. All right, I got a couple more. Uh, oh, and the last one was from Joseph Srigley. It's His Twitter at is J. O-E underscore S-R-I-G-L-E-Y. So go follow him. He posts cool stuff like that too. And then another one, the last time the nine car finished top five with a driver other than Chase Elliott is, was Marcus Ambrose at Watkins Glen. I don't know what year it was. It was uh, 2014. I just checked. Um, that actually reminds me, or doesn't remind me, but it makes me wonder like how many different cars you could do this with like, uh, who won in the 18 car other than Bush? When was the last time that happened? Stuff like that. Alright. That's that for... I think I might have one. Yeah, I have one more. Harvick has three top fives in this first seven race of 2023. Last year took the team 14 races to get their third top five. And in 21, 21 it took them 10 races. So Harvick's going out with one of the best seasons he's had in three years. Uh, he won two last year, so, I mean, he could definitely top that at this rate. He kind of took a little luck in uh, last year, but it, it was things like that happen every year. Like, Michigan, a lot of good cars wrecked out in that first wreck, and then Richmond, it took some strategy, but that he's always in the top, he's been in the top ten, like, all every race easily this year, and closer to the top five, so... If they're in positioning themselves even better than last year, he could get two to three. They just don't have that winning speed like they need, like the where he goes out and leads a ton of laps. Other than Phoenix, they haven't had it. All right, now we're going to move on to the first offense move of the race. This week, the first offense move of the race is going to have to go to Larson's pit crew. In these races, it's becoming such a common thing for the pit crew to decide the winner at the end Byron's pit crew got him out front at Vegas and Phoenix and once he was in that clean air he had the one of the fastest cars and was able to just take off and win Larson's pit crew this week did a similar thing they got him out in front and he had really good short run run speed so even though they didn't have great long run speed he was kind of losing track position in the longer runs the 
this restart was just enough time where he could just go out and get the lead, clear Josh Berry, and get it done. So, yeah, it goes to his pit crew. With the cars being as close as they are, I think this is going to be something we see a lot this year where there's like three really fast guys, and one might be a little faster than the other, but if he loses track position with a long, with a really short green flag run at the end, then the guy that's out in front is probably going to get the win. All right, now it's time for the underdog of the race. I think everyone knows where this one is going. It's got to go to Josh Berry. He put together a really strong run, and he just put himself in a spot where they could call some strategy, stay out, and then he got the track position where he was right up front and competing for the win. So, yeah, I mean, Richmond is so many guys go down a lap that it was great that he was, wasn't was a lap down at this point. Took a little luck, but then when he got up there and was competing with Larson, he maintained right in second place and brought the car home second. So, yeah, maybe being in clean air for once all day helped him and he could have been running up there all day if he had the track position so a really good run for him in just his uh first handful of starts okay now i'm gonna go over to my instagram and go on the go see what we got for some race takes if you want to drop your own just go to my instagram every sunday or monday and i'll post a poll with the question thing and ask what you thought of the race and i'll i'll always share it here so we got a few um so one the first one is eight out of ten yeah that's that's about what i would give it to eight out of ten great race is the next one he deserved it yep larson been good all year this year is only a matter of time before this win came and he was really good today too it was all right i've seen better richmond races i think the 2020 richmond 2 race is the goat um i don't that was like the second race I ever watched, I think. The first race I watched was... It might have been the first race I watched through. I'm not sure. Actually, that might have been Darlington, then Richmond, then Bristol. So that's what that's the order I think it is. So I don't really have anything to base it off of. This might be a Truex fan, because I remember Truex won that. Or no, Kozlowski won that race, right? Yeah. Kozlowski won that race so since I was so new I can't really remember how good it was but it was enough to get me hooked and watch every race from that point on um all right yeah that's it for race days we had four today other news to cover um before we move on the truck race was rough I mean they just they're tough on mile and a half so there's not a lot of passing at some of them like i mean vegas was a good race but texas is just we know how texas is there was a lot of cautions too field kind of was single file ending was insane i don't i mean it was just hard racing and then hosovar just kind of drove through sanchez it looked like and he he admitted it i think in victory lane so kind of a rough finish but definitely interesting Xfinity was a classic Xfinity race. Got what exactly what you thought you'd get and just good just good solid racing. Um Chandler Smith won too. He's one of the best drivers right now, best upcoming drivers. Him, Zane Smith, I think are definitely gonna be in the cup series within the next few years and there's some really good cars opening up. You would think the nineteen of Truex that car may be open. 
uh, Hamlin, maybe he goes to a third car in 2311, I don't know. Harvick, of course, Almirola, Stuart Haas is down a couple pegs right now, but definitely still solid cars, and you would think they'd get back on it soon. So yeah, that's that with uh, the, the other races. We talked about the appeals. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about Bristol now. Cup races at 8 o'clock Sunday night. They have two practices Friday at 6.35 and 8.32, so a lot of practices. Then they have heat races at 6 o'clock on Sunday. There's no Xfinity Series race. The trucks practice at 5.35 and 8.02 on Friday. They have heat races at 4.30 Saturday, and then they have a race at 8 o'clock. I think the truck race will be okay. I hate I was listening to Door Bumper Clear and Chandler Smith was saying how it kind of got single file last year because the they brought a harder tire. Hopefully they go back to the soft tire that they use in 2021 so there's like tire wear and everything that would make it interesting. But I'm kind of looking forward to the dirt race. I know everyone hates it but I mean it's it was definitely I mean the finish last year was insane. And it kept getting watered down by the rain, so it was like naturally being maintained, like how a dirt track is supposed to be. So I thought it was okay. And it did take a lot of rubber. So, like, I remember Bush was running the top like it was asphalt. He was just driving around the top. And the way you would have to pass was do a slide job, like a mini slide job, kind of just go a lane below them. Obviously, Briscoe went for a mega slide job that was impossible to make and destroyed Reddick. Um, so hopefully, it just really depends on what the track does. I think it has potential to put on a good show. Just It's kind of just a luck thing with what how the track is. Just all kinds of factors that obviously we wouldn't have with the concrete. Who I think is going to be good? Probably the same guys that we've seen be fast there. Every year, obviously, Bush and Reddick and Briscoe were the top three cars last year. They were all pretty fast, but Briscoe and Reddick were definitely the two fastest cars. Suarez has been fast there. He actually led a lot of laps last year and finished, I think, top five the year before. Logano won there, and I think he finished third there last year. Larson and Bell, they haven't really gone up there and dominated. I think Larson might have led a good chunk of laps last year but he kind of fell back and I don't remember what happened but you would think they third year they're kind of they're the dirt guys and the they've figured out how to take care of the car so they don't overheat I think Larson and Bell could rise to the top and have really good runs I'm sure there's some that I'm missing and also I mean we've seen guys like wreck out in the first few laps so we don't even know what everyone has we'll just have to wait and see someone's there's gonna be I would say five six cars that don't finish you would just assume that the carnage would definitely take some guys out I mean I just don't want to see the restarts where the dust is so bad that the whole field gets destroyed all right um for the trucks I'm taking William Byron he's running the 51 KBM truck with the Hendrick car sponsor the KBM trucks are just so fast, and Byron's going to be back in the truck. I think he's um, going to be the best guy out there easily. So he might. Um, ben Rhodes is really good at Bristol, though, and 
Zane Smith, but it's also going to be stacked a stacked field. Let me actually read out who else is going to be in that field. So he's not going to have it too easy because, let me see, Jonathan Davenport, Dirt Racers running, Norm Benning, Chase Briscoe, Tanner Carrick, Tyler Carpenter, Andrew Gordon, William Byron, Jessica Friesen, Joey Logano, Parker Kligerman. So he's definitely going to have to beat some uh, good drivers, but I'm still taking them just because how good the KBM trucks are. Cup Series, I'm just going to take Kyle Larson. He's got the momentum. I really don't even know who to pick. Um, I don't know. It could be anybody at this point with how this, this race goes. But I do think Kyle Larson's going to break through and get his second win of the year. Second win in a row, too. All right. That's it for my race picks. We got Martinsville in two weeks, so I'll have to make three race picks next week. But anyways, I thought it was a good race, and Coda was good, so we're on kind of a two-weekend two streak of decent races. So maybe Bristol puts on a good show and an insane Martinsville. I mean, the Martinsville spring race is usually kind of iffy, but maybe it's maybe it's good. Um, Yeah, so, and I really hope R Richmond is good again in the fall. And we see a different, I mean, a similar sh race with all the different strategies playing out, everything like that. Alright, we got the colleague and Denny Appeals coming up too, and then just Bristol Dirt like we just talked about. So that's it. It's going to do it for this episode. I hope you guys like it. Thank you for listening if you made it to the end. I appreciate it, and I hope you guys have a good week and enjoy the two races that we got. Or if you're going to watch all the other dirt races before before um the actual nascar races so yeah have a good week peace